All right, did anyone in the house not get high-fived? Anybody? Right, we, we take care of everybody around here. We'll send someone right your way. Praise God. It's good to have you all here tonight at our first Wednesday of the month healing service. And uh, we're, thank we're thankful that the Lord is the healer tonight. Amen. We're going to go ahead and receive our, our tithes and offerings at this time. And uh, we often will do that at the end of the service, but uh, it, uh, we're going to do it right now instead. Okay? Everybody good? If you, if you brought your tithes and offerings to the Lord tonight, then get those out, get those ready. And, uh, and let's believe God together for increase for every person, everyone. Remember, the Lord uh, multiplies the seed that we have sown and increases the fruits of our righteousness. So it's not only our, our financial future that is connected to our giving, it's also our spiritual growth that is connected to our giving. Praise God. Amen. In fact, I, oh, that's something else. Never mind. I was going to give you a testimony real quick, but uh, we'll save it. <laughs> I'll do it Sunday, maybe. Praise God. Right. Ready? Let's pray over the offering. Father, we love you. We bring our tithes and offerings to you now. Thank you for the abundance of your provision. We're never without. We never have lack. You are the abundant supply. In Jesus' name, amen. Praise God. By the way, if you are uh, new with us to Life Church tonight, we're so glad you came. And uh, we're, we're uh, expecting God to do something in your life that will leave you forever changed. And we're expecting that you'll leave here. If you came in sick, that you'll leave healed. If you came in in pain, suffering, that you'll leave knowing that Jesus is the healer today. And, uh, and thank God He is. Uh, by the way, um, on your way out uh, be, this evening after the service, uh, in the lobby, again, for, if you're new here, we have a special gift that we like to give to all uh, the first-time attenders, or if you've come a couple times but you never have gotten it, then make sure and, and get your gift out of the lobby on the way out tonight, and that'll be a blessing to you as well. So, praise God. So glad you're here. Tonight, um, I'm, I've asked uh, Pastor Doug uh, to come and minister along the lines of healing and, and, and so forth as the Spirit leads him. Now, most of you know that he's uh, got gifts in him that, as far as you've experienced his teaching gifts. And, and uh, God has used him tremendously in the area of healing as well, uh, like he has many of us. And uh, in fact, uh, one of the testimonies I was just reading right before service here tonight was an individual who, who said they went to... Uh, uh, the retreat that he took a number of the uh, children's ministry workers and so forth on recently, and they were testifying how they had all, had these problems. I forget who it was that said that, but they got healed in their neck uh, uh, through um, his ministry there. And so I just, uh, I'm thankful for uh, God's anointing and gifts in various people. They say things in certain ways that uh, God will use it to light something up in you. And so I want to encourage you as we Go forward however the Spirit of God directs us to go the rest of the service. Listen for words because truth will make you free. You'll, get, you'll hear a word from God. Listen because He's going to get in your business and talk to you. Listen for God to speak to you and then act on it. All right? That's how healings manifest. We hear what He says and then we act on it. We step out and there you run right smack in dab into the middle of God. 
Amen. Pastor Doug, ready to go? Come on and uh, do what you do. Amen. I'm not making those noises with my mouth, just so you know. Uh, never fails. Let's pray. Father, we just thank you, Lord, for your presence here tonight, that your presence is thick here, like, like 100% humidity in the atmosphere. Thank you, Lord, that every breath, we're just breathing you in. We're breathing in the grace that you've provided here. Thank you, Lord, that you're our healer, that you're the provider of all that we need. Thank you, Father God, that you're the good shepherd and that you lead us into still waters. You lead us into green pastures. Thank you, Lord, that you're all about your flock and that your flock is here ready to receive from you tonight. So I thank you, Father God, for, for healings, just multiple healings here tonight. That We expect you to do big things because you're a big God, and that's what you do. That's who you are. So, Father, we just thank you right now. We receive it that you are the, are the one who's going to guide us. You're the one who's going to speak through me tonight, and I lean on you. I lean on your spirit now. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 So, um, you know, I want to challenge, try to challenge you a little bit in the way that you think about healing. Um, you know, it's, there's lots of different teachings and lots of different um, ways of looking at it and, and things that have been taught in the body of Christ, many of which are, are just flat out wrong and really you're not in scripture. And so I want to try to come at this a different way that might challenge the way you think of God or think of, of how God views healing and, and what, what his thoughts are on the subject. Uh, I'm gonna, uh, the, what I have as far as the teaching tonight, I, I taught in a kids ministry class um, just on a spur of the moment. I wasn't even planning on saying any of the things that I'm about to say here. It's kind of where I got this message. And it was probably five minutes long at that time. Uh, so it was just the quick version. And there was this girl in the service, and I only said it in one of the services. It was the last service. It was third service. And one of the girls in the service, I think it was maybe her first or second time, uh, like a little six-year-old girl. And uh, it was on the, again, this is on the lines of healing. And um, anyway, she, she leaves. I'm not thinking anything of it. Like it was just, man, that was, a, that was a good word. Thank you, Lord. And she comes back the next week and starts telling me how after what I told her, which it was to everybody, but after what I told her, she went home and got her dog healed of, of something that was wrong with her dog. And she was like ecstatic that her dog got healed. She's like, she's like, man, my, my dog has not jumped around that much and I don't know how long. And so she was all excited about it. I'm like, well, it'll work however you, according to your faith, right? <laughs> so uh, this, this uh, again, I want to try to come at this a little bit of a different angle. You know, to be effective in ministering healing, also receiving healing, it's, it's, we must know that it's the will of God that we be healed, that it's his will and his desire that we be healed. You know, I think of in, when, when reading through the Gospels and reading um, about Jesus and when people would approach him about healing. It was, it's very rare. I know of one instance off the top of my head where someone said, Jesus, if you can, would you heal me? His, his ability or his power or, or God's uh, 
ability to heal is rarely in question in the body of Christ. We, everyone say, well, yeah, God can. God can heal, right? Hear that all over the place all the time. Yep, God can do it. You know, that's not really the question. What he was approached with on a consistent basis is, if you would, if you will, if it be your will, would you, would you heal me? So really what the question is, is not whether he can or not, it's whether he will. And, and if I'm God, I almost think that's sort of a little slap in the face because if, I'm, if I am love, we know the verse that says, I am love or God is love, that would be the one thing I wouldn't want question is my love for people. That, like question my power, fine, but question whether I want you healed, question whether I love you enough to do this. It's, I almost wonder if that's like, ugh, I, w- I wish it was the other way around. I wonder if he's thinking that. So, you know, we have to know that this is the will of God and that we're settled in it. Um, you know, healing is part of the atonement of Christ. It's, it, was, it was paid for the same way that your sins were paid for. When your sins were, per, were, were washed away, when you were redeemed, you know, also the effect of sin was also taken care of. The byproduct of that sin, which is disease, which is sickness, which is all these things that are not heaven, right? Uh, all those byproducts of, of what, what, what it was like before the garden compared to after the Garden of Eden, uh, all the byproducts of the sin was also completely washed away. Jesus paid for it all. Um, it's almost as if God signed the law, right? He made a law, and I'm going to use this metaphor throughout the message, where God signs this law, picture the president sitting there with, you know, 10 different pens when he's, when he's you know, signing a law into, into place that's, that's been passed by Congress. And God signed the law when Jesus was beaten and when he was bruised, when he went to the whipping post, God signed the law. And so um, that, go to, uh, or don't go there, but I'm just going to mention 1 Peter 2.24, this says, by his stripes you were healed. By his stripes, you were healed. It's past tense. It's not even you're going to be healed. It's a matter of, I already signed the law into, into motion. It's settled. So this, this really takes out of the question whether he wants us to be healed or not, because he already signed the law. Not only did he sign the law, but he funded the law, right? You know, that's what Congress likes to do sometimes on a law that they don't agree with. They like to try to take funding away, right? They don't want to defund something. God funded it through Jesus' body being ripped apart, through the destruction of his own son's body. He purchased healing for us today. So that's, there, there should be, it should be settled in us what God's will is concerning the subject. Um, he signed this into law completely once and for all and then paid for it. So um, that's, a, that's a really long uh, message. Like we could sit here and talk about the whole night regarding the will of God 
on healing. There's, there's books out there, thick books that you could spend a year on and not really totally exhaust the subject of God's will toward healing. We could go, I could point to scripture after scripture, Isaiah 54, Psalms 103. I could just keep going with different verses and passages. Uh, look, look at um, how many of those people that came to Jesus and said, if it be your will, how many did, how many did he say, well, it's not today. Well, not, not for you, you scoundrel. <laughs> not, for, not, not today. Sorry, you're, you're, you're all these other piece, people. I'm just going to pass over you. If you're, if you're coming to the Lord and we see this, there's not one account in scripture where someone approaches him to be healed and he turns him away and he says, nope, sorry, it's not for you. So we should also take the same approach. When we go to the Lord, we kind of know what he's going to say already. You know, um, I'm, I'm reminded of the, uh, the time that, uh, that I was first learning this. I was first learning this idea that it was always God's will. It's unchanging. No matter the circumstance, no matter the situation, no matter the problem, it's always God's will, always his idea that it would be completely finished, that everything would be completely healed, restored 100%, better than it was before. Um, when, when This is a number of years ago. Uh, my, my wife, who's right here in the service, she was dealing with like lower abdomen pain and it was, it would come and go. And it was probably a few months she was dealing with it. And, and we, we were still, we knew about healing. So we were ministering healing and, uh, and praying for, and we weren't seeing results. And I, and, uh, one night we just got together and, and it was, it was bad at one point got, it was getting worse. And we just prayed and I said, and I said, God, we, we want this healed. And I remember, I remember praying that. We want this to get, we want this healed. And, and then right after I, I prayed that, I heard it and she heard it just inside that God said, I want, I want her healed more than you do. And, and at that point, it was like, well, what are we doing? Like, like if he wants it more than me, then this is, su- then this is easier than we think it is ministered healing after that, knowing without a doubt that it was the will of God because the Spirit had spoke, that it, and it, it just went away, never came back, and hasn't been a problem since. And it was, it was when, we were, when we knew 100% that God wanted that to go away, apparently that's where the issue was in us, we weren't settled on it. And so when, once we were, done deal. Will of God established. It's the, if it's the will of God, then by God, we're going to make it happen. So... so so you know, now know this, that God doesn't like my wife more than you, right? So what he did for her he, he, and what he said about her being healed, he's also saying about you being healed. If you're sitting there saying, I want to be healed, he is also saying, I want you to be healed more than you did, right? You know, my, I like my wife more than you maybe, but God doesn't. So, you know, it, again, the idea that Jesus paid for it, that his blood was shed, that his body was bruised, that he, was, he went through such uh, torture for your body to be healed, he wants it more than you do. And it was kind of his idea before it was yours to be healed. So again, we, we, we want this settled in us. This is, there's no question. It's a done deal. God's will is, is in the scripture. It's over and over and over. It's completely without question. His will is we would be healed. We, our bodies would not be anything would be wrong with them. Amen. Amen. So 
Then I want to go into, as a believer, as someone who has received salvation, you've received Jesus, that you are now deputized. Again, I'm going back to the metaphor. You are now deputized to uh, enforce this law. You are now, um, have been given the authority to be able to enforce what God signed into law 2,000 years ago. And it's and it really, it's not on his responsibility to enforce that. It's ours. If we're believers, if we're the church, he's not the one that's necessarily healing people today, but he is through believers. So it's something that he, this is the way that he designed it. He came up with this system. And God is the one healing through us. Now, that can be directly through me, right? I can receive it directly myself, or another believer can lay hands on me, and, and I can be healed. Um, Mark 16, 17, and 18, Jesus said that believers will lay hands on the sick, and they will recover. He gave us and charged us and deputized us that we would lay hands on the sick, and they would recover. That This is our job, if we're saved, if we're born again, whether we know it's our job or not, it's something that he's handed off to us. He said, I give you the authority. Uh, Matthew 28, and again, I'm just going through these real fast. You don't have to look them up. You can write them down and check to see if I'm, if I'm lying to you or not. Matthew 28, 18, um, Jesus, he, uh, this, again, this is after he's after he's already taken the beating, right? This is after he's already been beaten. This is after um, he, he was on the cross, died, and rose again. These are like, okay, he's in his resurrected state and he's given his final words for us to go to, before he goes to heaven, he's given his final charge to the church. And um, in, in Matthew 28, 18, Jesus um, says all authority has been given to me on heaven and on earth. Go therefore. He then says, go therefore. He charges us to go make disciples. Charges the disciples, you disciples, go make other disciples. And he says, and teach them to observe all the things that I've commanded you. So that would include lay hands on the sick get people healed. Again, that was his charge. And he's and part of the Great Commission is that we would go and get people healed. That it would be something that his idea, his, his way of thinking is, I'm going to heaven, I, my body's staying on the earth, and they're going to be me on this earth. They're going to continue the ministry that I did on the earth. Amen. So the name of Jesus is like our badge. So we have this badge that we carry around that's the name of Jesus, where all the authority comes from to enforce the will of God, that we've been deputized and we've been given the badge that says, yep, all authority, heaven and earth, given to the church, that's the body of Christ, and we carry it. Um, you have that badge, whether you believe it or not, whether you think that you have it or not, it's still there. If you, even when you don't use it, it's still there. If you're a believer, you've been given the badge. So uh, turn to Acts 19 real fast. Acts 19, verse 13. So this is at the book of Acts. This is where, um, you know, Jesus is already gone, right? This is where uh, we see the first, the first days of the church. 
and uh, Paul and his ministry, um, as far as what he's doing. So this is regarding Paul. Uh, Verse 13 says, Then some of the itinerant Jewish exorcists, so apparently they had exorcists in the the Jewish religion, um, took it upon themselves to call the name of the Lord Jesus over those who had evil spirits, saying, We exorcise you, by the Jesus whom Paul preaches. Verse 14, also there were seven sons of Sceva, a Jewish, a Jewish chief priest who did so. Now, think about this, that the, the results Paul was getting through the name of Jesus, it was starting to spread. People started talking about it. It was, it was getting widely known, even to the degree where some people in the Jewish religion who, by the way, this Jewish religion was adamantly opposed to Paul, beat Paul, told Paul, stop talking about Jesus. Th- these people said, well, nothing we're doing is working. Let's give what Paul's doing a try. So we're going to say, in, you know, the name of Jesus, the one whom Paul preaches. And then look what happens in verse uh, 14. Also, or sorry, 15. And the evil spirit answered them and said, Jesus I know, and Paul I know, but who are you? Then the man in whom the evil spirit was leaped on them, overpowered them, and prevailed against them so that they fled out of that house naked and wounded. So think about one person doing that to at least seven people that were there. And I'm I'm just trying to think, how does one guy get seven people out of their clothes? Um, (laughs) Like, that's impressive. (laughs) But that's, that's how weak mankind is before Christ, without being a part of the body of Christ, without being deputized to hold the badge. Again, these guys, these Jewish guys, not a part of the family of God, not a believer, not, not someone who was born again, therefore not able to carry the badge. Not a, they tried to flash the badge that they didn't have and got called on it from these evil spirits and got got tore up about it, got destroyed for it. So, uh, but think about the results Paul was having to where that would actually happen. Now, it's the church, it's you and I who have been given the badge. We're the ones that carry it. We're the ones that have the authority, not our own authority. It's not by my authority. It's not by Pastor Mark's authority. It's the authority in the name of Jesus that has been given to us as the body of Christ to establish, to enforce the will of God. Amen. And then also, uh, in law enforcement, there are those that, uh, that uh, there, there are those criminals that just flashing the badge doesn't get them to stop, right? It doesn't cause them to, and Pastor Bill, am I right? Right? There, <laughs> there are those where you flash the badge and you say, you know, in the name of the law, stop, halt, Right? And they just go on doing whatever they're, they're doing before because they're criminals and that's what they do. They break the law. And, uh, <laughs> and, and so, you know, we don't send police officers, law enforcement out with just a badge. That we, do, we give them something else. They are issued weapons. They, they have some firepower behind them to where when this isn't being adhered to, okay, you realize I have the authority you realize I have the power. You realize I've been commissioned to, uh, to enforce the law. Well, 
if you're not going to obey, if you're not going to comply, then I'm going to use whatever force is necessary for you to, to get you to comply with the law. And likewise, we have been also um, given more than just a badge. We've been given great weapons. We've been armed. We've been issued uh, these weapons that, that, are, that are not just like little pea shooters. So uh, turn with me real quick um, to 2 Corinthians, 2 Corinthians chapter 10. Amen. <laughs> Second Corinthians 10. It's like, man, this is a quiet crowd, crowd compared to what I'm used to in the kids' ministry. So one baby yelling out is nothing. Second Corinthians 10, chapter, uh, chapter 10, verse 4 where, where we're, is where we're going to start. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they're mighty in God for pulling down strongholds, casting down arguments and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ. Verse 6, and being ready to punish all disobedience when your obedience is fulfilled. So these weapons that we've been given, notice how they're described. They're mighty in God. Like, well, I don't feel like I have weapons. So, that doesn't matter. We know that we've been given weapons. What you feel, what you, what you can perceive is really not important. What God says is, let every man be a liar and let God be true, right? So, just because I can't feel it or that I've never heard it before doesn't mean that he didn't say it. And if he said it, that's the way it is. Um, uh, just last night, I was putting my son to bed, and he's, he's three and uh, we, we weren't even talking about anything spiritual. He just asked me as he's laying in bed, he's like, he's like, he's like Daddy, do you feel Jesus in your heart? And I was like, that's the sweetest question ever. <laughs> and I said, well, well, sometimes, sometimes I do. Do, do, you, do you feel Jesus in your heart? And he goes, no, I don't. And he starts doing this. And he, and he like feels his sternum. He goes, is this his head? <laughs> 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 That's a true story. It happened last night, literally. I, I was dying laughing for a solid three minutes. His, <laughs> he's picturing a little Jesus in his heart. Like, I think I feel his head. <laughs> Love it. So whether you feel it or not, you have weapons. You've been given these weapons. You've been given this power. You've been given the badge. Whether you believe it, whether you feel it or not, they're there. So, you know, you may have been walking around with full holsters and not even know it. Not even, you know, then the, the enemy attacks and all of a sudden you're, you're like, well, I don't know what to do, God. What are you doing, God? And he's like, look in your, feel your side. Come on, I, I put, a, I put a, a big old, you know, desert eagle on your hip. What are you doing? What are you doing with it? That, that's literally the response of God is, yeah, you have been given more than enough You've been given more weapons. Your, your, your weapons compared to the weapons of the darkness are not even comparable. Like, they're not even close. It's like he's using water guns and we're using, you know, rocket launchers. It's not even, it's not even the same ballpark. 
So um, we've been given these weapons to enforce the will of God where the badge of just saying, okay, in the name of Jesus, for some reason, not seeing the result that I want to see. Well, then we've been given weapons and we've been given spiritual gifts to be able to start implementing and start, now we're going to start hammering these things and, and we're going to see the result because we have a full belt, right? We have the tools that we need to see anything that we can overcome anything that the enemy tries to attack us with. Now, the, our enemy, he's a crook. He's a criminal. He's not going to abide by the law. And so uh, when, we, when, when we see people uh, being oppressed by him, he's doing it unjustly. It is an injustice when we see people or when we are, are getting hit with things. It's an injustice. It is literally the devil doing something against the law of God. It is he signed the law and then we see something that's contrary to that, that is something that we say, no, that's an injustice. That is something that we have been uh, deputized to take care of. We have the authority. We have the weapons. We've been given the job of saying, well, if there's an injustice, then it's my job as the body of Christ to enforce what God has already signed into law. It's our job. It's what we do. And so... Um, Acts 10, 38 uh, says, God anointed Jesus with the Holy Spirit and with power who went about doing good, healing all that were oppressed of the devil. So where does the oppression come from? It comes from our enemy. When Jesus was healing people, when he was getting people set free, he was literally destroying the works of the devil. Again, we've, we've taken over the mission. We've taken over as the body of Christ, and Jesus says, okay, the job I had is now yours. Not the redemptive job. He did that, and he, he finished that job, but the, the job of destroying the works of the devil, the job of getting people healed, of getting people to, uh, of preaching the gospel, he's now passed that on to his church. He's passed that on to his body. That's us. So when Jesus was on the earth, he was just doing law enforcement, he was just going about healing everybody to destroy the works of the devil. But he was also motivated, and he was motivated by love. He was motivated by passion. He, had, he was moved many times with great compassion that he would, he would be exhausted. He would want to go find somewhere to sleep. And then he would, see a, he would see the multitude and how bad they suffered. And he would say things like, you know, these people, they're like a shepherd. They're like sheep without a shepherd. And so he, he was moved with compassion. And, and you know what that compassion did? It went and got everyone healed. And that was the compassion that Jesus had. That hasn't changed. His heart is still the same towards his people. He, he never has changed his, his love for us. It's the same. The same compassion that he had when he was on the earth for everyone is still that way today. Now, he's given us that compassion as well. He's given us that heart for the flock as well. Now, when I say us, I say, I'm meaning believers. He's given those who, would, who are born again, who are saved. Um, you know, Jesus made the claim that um, it's better for me if I go, it's better, it's better for you, sorry, it's better for you if I go to heaven. It's like, but Jesus, you're, you're like, doing so many miracles. And, and, you know, it was said of Jesus that 
um, if everything that he did when he was on the earth, all of his works were written down, there wouldn't be enough room on the earth to contain the books. Like, there's tons of stuff. Jesus, you're saying that's better if you're not here? And the reason he said that is because he said, I will send you the comforter. I'm going to send you the Holy Spirit. And so, uh, we know that when we receive the Holy Spirit, when the Holy Spirit indwells us, that by Romans 5, 5, that the Holy Spirit, through the Holy Spirit, the love of God is poured out in our heart. So the Holy Spirit, when he, that's the reason he gave us the Holy Spirit. So now, the same compassion that he was moved with, the same motivation Jesus had to go heal the multitudes, to see the crowds completely healed, the same compassion that he had to overcome being physically exhausted to keep doing and keep, keep doing the works of his Father, he's also put in us by the Holy Spirit. That same love that he had, he also gives us uh, through his Holy Spirit. So again, we have... there. I'm trying to show you that there's not much difference between the way Jesus was when he ministered on the earth and the way we minister on the earth. When I say not much, I, I really don't know of one, right? You know, well, he was sinless. Well, so are you if you're born again, because really the blood of Jesus is more powerful. That he can, it, it really does eradicate all sin as if you have never sinned. And so um, there's really no difference, right? So likewise, we've been given the same commission he had. He, he also told us this. He, he said, the works I do, you will do also, and greater works will you do. So he, he kinda, it was kind of his idea from the beginning that we would take the torch, he would, he would hand the torch off, and we would just keep running. And we, we might even go further than he did when he was here doing his ministry, which, by the way, that was only three years on the earth. When he, was do, when, when he was doing his ministry. Up to, up to 30, he was building, he was doing construction and carpentry, right? So um, he passed the torch on to us, and that torch hasn't changed. That, that commission hasn't changed. You know, the devil, he comes to kill, steal, and destroy. When we see destruction, when we see death, when we see theft, it should be, that's a great injustice, it is something that we say, we can't allow this to happen. We can't be okay with, we can't just get in a comfortable position and say, yeah, oh well, oh well. It's, it's, like the, it's like the police officer that sees a robbery and just doesn't do anything. And we would, we would, we would say, how unethical is that? You know, what do you, what do you think you're doing? What's your job? Come on. You see the guy, you see the guy robbing the bank. What are you going to do? Everyone's looking at him. I mean, wouldn't that be weird? A police officer sees it, and then all of a sudden, he just stands there. Oh, man, that stinks for that bank, you know? <laughs> Maybe someone should do something about this. You know, let me, let me, call, the, let me, let me call the mayor's office. You know that law you said about, said about robbing banks? Yeah, could you, could you uh, do something? There's a, there's a bank being robbed. Well, the mayor's like, well, what are you doing? <laughs> is, there, is there a problem with the law that I set? Is there a problem with, with, with the law that says that shouldn't happen? Do you, you got your badge? You on duty? You got your gun? Well, do something about it. You, you've been commissioned. It's your job to do it. Likewise, when we see someone or when we ourselves are struggling or, or being attacked, 
or we're seeing sickness and disease, we're seeing cancer, whatever it is, man, let's not be a police officer just watching it happen. Let's not, let's not be witnessing crime and being like, yeah, but that's not, that's, that, we're going to leave that to somebody else. Or we're going to ask the one who, who purchased the, the healing for that person already and already said, this is my will. I've already given you the power, the weapons, the authority to do it. And, and then call him and ask him why he's not doing anything. Because, because he, he's going to say, he's, he, he might be silent back to you. He might be like, man. And I don't think he ever gets frustrated, but I almost wonder if it, he gets grieved at that. If, it, if it's like, come on, come on, you can do it. Come on, I've, I've, I've literally said it in my word. Have I ever said anything that was not true? If it's said in my word, if I say it, it's true, period. Don't question it. Don't try to explain it away. Don't try to make your, uh, your experiences define what I said. Make what I said be what I said. And then, and then your experiences will line up with what he said, right? So, so God passed the law. Healing is established. It's something that he signed and said, yep, it's done. It's a done deal. We don't have to question it. We don't have to question his will. We don't have to question his love for us. Then he deputized us. Then he authorized us. Then he gave us the authority and said, okay, all the authority is given to me. Now go and do what I've commanded you to do. Go heal the sick. So we have the authority. Then he said, and if anybody gives you hassle, if, any, if there's any little demon that starts to, to argue with you, here's, here's some weapons. Here's your, here's your belt of weapons that you have. And then you can literally smash through anything. I've given you everything you need to overcome. And then here's, here's the motivation. Here's my love, and I've poured it out in your heart to see everyone that you come in contact with, that you see that's, that's um, being criminalized by the devil, that's being beat up and has sickness and disease in them. Here's the love to motivate you to do something for them, to, to, to enforce the law that I've already established. So if you, if you came here tonight, maybe that's a new way of thinking for you. Maybe you hadn't thought about healing in that way. And um, you, you, I, I would encourage you, go to these scriptures that, that I mentioned. Go to the scriptures. Study it out for yourself. It'll, it'll, it'll literally be a new way of looking at it. And this way, it works. This way works. I mean, it worked for a six-year-old little girl. It's really simple. It's not complicated. You don't have to be somebody. You just have to be saved. It's literally that easy. So if, if you've came and you're like, you know what? Maybe I was questioning what God wanted. Or maybe I've been struggling and there's something that's been, that's been stopping me from getting healed. Tonight's your night. Tonight, believe that when hands are laid on you, according to Mark 16, 18, when hands are laid on you, that you're going to recover because God's word said it. So when hands are laid on you, believe, man, I'm getting it. And even if you're coming up for somebody else in somebody else's place that's not here, believe that they're going to get it. Amen? Because we are the church. We are deputized. We have the weapons. Amen. 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 So, um, you know, first I'd like to, um, ha- this is what I was getting earlier, that there was um, uh, those who were coming uh, 
to be healed of cancer. And why not just start it out big, amen? Why not just, why not just have God do, God do something big, right? Just to break the ice, because that's who he is, that's what he does. So if you, if you and, and this might be uncomfortable to say, okay, I got cancer in front of a big group of people. If it's uncomfortable for you, it's better to be uncomfortable for just a minute than it is to, to deal with that and maybe have it take your life. Maybe have the devil just allow that to, to continue to attack you. So if, if you came with, came with cancer, I want you to come up and we're gonna, uh, I'm going to minister to you. And I've seen, I've seen cancer go away just like that. Just as simple as hands laid, done. And so if that's, if that's you, I'm going to call you up first. I'm also going to call up as soon as we minister to those. Um, I'm also going to come up for, after that for anybody else that needs anything healed. Amen. And so it's just going to, we're just going to be quick and we're just going to lay hands on those according to his word and we're going to see him move. Amen. Amen. You know, if, if you're, if you're just, um, uh, the rest of you who don't have cancer, <laughs> uh, if you guys want to stand up and we're, we're just going to worship with the worship team and let's, let's just get into a atmosphere and, um, a mindset of we're just worshiping God and thanking him and praising him for who he is, what he's done for us, man, when you, when you hear about what Jesus purchased, when you hear about God's will towards us, we just need to say, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Man, you're so good. You've treated us so good. Amen. Amen. Let's worship him. Praise God. Let's all just lift our hands for a moment and worship God. There's just a few more people are going to get ministered to up. And we, we want to let the atmosphere rise in here and not just be diminished. Let's just give the Lord thanks that he is our healer today. Come on. He is our victory. He is our life. He is the power of God. Father, we thank you, Lord. We praise your name, Lord Jesus, that you are our healer today. We thank you that we have been authorized. We have been deputized to blow this sickness out of these bodies. We thank you that the name of Jesus is above every name. We thank you that the name of Jesus is more powerful. It is greater. It is higher. It is more effectual. Thank you, Lord, that every disease and every sickness bows its knee. We thank you that on the, in that name and by that authority, demons must flee. We thank you that we have been seated together with Christ in heavenly places far above. And the devil is under our feet. Oh, we give you thanks. We give you praise. Jesus is our victory today. Jesus is our victory. Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. We give you praise. You're our healer. You're our victory. You're our life. We laugh at sickness. We laugh at pain. We laugh at the devil. Because he cannot remain. In Jesus name, cancer bows. In Jesus' name, sickness and every virus bow. We thank you. We give you praise. We give you glory. We give you honor. Lord, we give you thanks for you are the healer today. 
We thank you that your power flows through us. Your power works in us. Your power works mightily among us. Oh, thank you, Lord, for your grace and your mighty power, for your strength for today, for this hour. We give you praise. We give you glory that cells are being healed. We thank you that muscles are being healed. We thank you that bones are being healed. We thank you that organs are being healed. The power of God freely flows without delay, without hindrance, without any problem in any way. The power of God is manifest in this house. We give you glory and praise. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Jesus, we give you praise. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Glory to God, glory to God, glory to God. Oh, thank you, Lord. We give you praise. Thank you, Jesus, for the healer is in the house today. And thank you that every disease and every sickness is blown away. Thank you, Lord, they are relieved of that today every sickness every disease every germ and every virus stops here stops now in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ hallelujah devil take your hands off these we command you to go we command you to stop and desist 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 in your efforts against these in Jesus name we give you praise hallelujah we thank you Lord oh ho 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 Shamadala oh Bramakise all the glory to you all the praise for every healing victory for the restoration of limbs for the restoration of fingers and toes. We thank you, Lord, for the power of your spirits that really right now flows into these to effect a healing, to effect a cure, to drive out that which Satan has wrought. We thank you for the power of the highest, the power of the highest that flows freely to your people. Glory to God. Glory to God. Pressure. Pressure is relieved. Pain is relieved. Pressure is released. Oh, and there is healing that is so sweet, victorious, easy, an easy flow, an easy manifestation of your power today. All the glory, all the honor, all the praise be unto you. Most high, most high, the Lord is our healer today. Victorious in every way. Thank you, Lord, for healing life, healing virtue that flows into each one of them. Flows into each one of them. The power of God disseminated into their bodies, into their cells, into their organs, 
into the tissue to make well and make whole and make right, to restore and make new, to bring back, to bring a restoration, to bring a revitalization. Hallelujah. No more deadness. No more death. In Jesus' name, I thank you that the power of God <laughs> makes well and makes free. In Jesus' name and by His authority. We use that name and we say, be free in Jesus' name. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Glory to God, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Praise God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Praise God. Thank you, Lord, that Jesus is our healer tonight. Praise God. Go ahead and sing along with them and let's rejoice for our healer. If you can stay, stay. If you can't, don't. But if you stay, let's rejoice with these and get them, he get them all healed. Amen? No problem either way. No problem either way. Amen. Go for it, guys. Lord, you're so good. Your love is so good. You love us so well. You love us with, without just saying that you proved it. You proved your love.